I also think a lot of the feeling of imposter syndrome comes from comparison. Can we have it all? Real conversations on navigating your 30s and 40s, leaving the 9 to 5 and being a working mum, inspiring you to take that leap to do what you truly want to. Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Can We Have It All? So this is episode four of the podcast and I can't believe we're already on episode four. I hope you guys have listened to the previous episodes. If not, do spend some time and have a quick flick back through. Um, I've got an amazing guest, Carly, who I spoke to last week and that's well worth a listen to because she's super inspirational. But today it's just me and I thought I'd talk about something that comes up a lot in the world of entrepreneurs or small businesses or people that are striving to better themselves in their career. It is imposter syndrome. If you haven't heard of that term before, um, then according to Wikipedia, it means a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they have achieved. Does that ring true to you? I know so many men and women, but particularly women, who have felt like an imposter at some point in their career or their journey of motherhood or both. And it's certainly something that I've suffered with before and that I constantly kind of battle with, I suppose, in some way. But the more people I speak to, the more people I realise feel like an imposter at some point. And even the most successful people or the people that you think have really got it all together and know what they're talking about often feel a bit of a fraud. Why is this? Why are we doubting our success? Why are we doubting our expertise? Well, I think a huge part of that is probably because the nature of the people that we are, being business people or entrepreneurs, is that we're perfectionists and we want everything to be the best it can be. And if it's not quite there or if it feels substandard, then we doubt ourselves and we doubt how good we are. I also think a lot of the feeling of imposter syndrome comes from comparison. And particularly in my line of work where I'm a blogger, I'm a content creator, a big channel for me is Instagram. And I think it's really easy to scroll through Instagram and feel like shit. (laughs) Um, It's there to be an inspiring place. And it is for the most part, and it can be an amazing community, but it's also tiny snapshots of other people's life, usually curated, usually the best parts of their life, the life that they want to shout about, the bits that look fantastic or look perfect or the really happy bits. And that's where the comparison comes. I think we're looking at these snapshots of people's lives and we're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing with myself? What am I doing with my life? And look, they're out there doing it. They know what they're talking about. I clearly don't and you know someone's going to find me out and I felt like this before I was blogging and blogging five six seven eight years ago when I started wasn't a career it wasn't a thing and 
there was no industry to compare to. There was no past experiences to draw upon. And I was just hashtag winging it. (laughs) I really was. And just working it out as I go along. And of course, being inspired by other people. Um, So when I started being asked how to blog or, you know, about the social media, about growing your blog or your following, I was like, why are you asking me? What do I know? And oh gosh, there's much better people out there. There's people with more followers or there's people making more money than me. Why would you be asking me? And I totally felt like an imposter. And then further on in my career, I started to be asked to speak on panels about the industry, about blogging, about influencers. And again, you know, especially when someone was offering to pay me, I would just sit and think, no, someone's going to suss this out. I'm a fraud. They're going to realize that I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's all going to blow up in my face. That's imposter syndrome. And guess what? It's all a load of rubbish. Because if somebody's asking you for your expertise or they're asking you for, for your help, it's because they see value. It's because they see knowledge and they see something that you're doing that they can't. So there's nothing imposter or fraud about that. In fact, imposter syndrome is one of those things that we're doing to ourselves. We're feeling it internally. We're having this discussion, this battle in our heads internally. It's rarely something that somebody else has ever said to us. And actually, it's self-destructive. And if we just have a little bit more self-belief and realise that knowledge is power and the skills and the expertise that we have are something that is desirable to others or that not everybody else has, then we could defeat this feeling of imposter syndrome that clearly rears its ugly heads in a lot of our business journeys. I think imposter syndrome is relevant in motherhood as well. I think the fact that we've all been sprung this task that we've never done before, you know, we've got to rear a tiny little human, keep it alive, develop it, you know, provide multi-sensory experiences. I think lots of us totally feel like frauds when it comes to motherhood. And before the days of social media, people would keep that to themselves. They would worry that what they were doing was wrong. They would worry that they were the only ones co-sleeping or that they were the only ones too exhausted to go out to baby group that day. And actually, social media has really helped people talk about the reality of motherhood and the fact that we're all winging it and most of us are having the same struggles every day and it's not that easy and actually that feeling of being a fraud drifts away quite quickly when you realize you're not the only one so why can't we apply that to ourselves in business and our careers you know I think if you're a hard worker and you're striving to develop yourself then you will always feel like there's something you don't know and guess what there is always something we don't know. Even the top CEO business people in this world making millions do not know it all. And in fact, they have become really good at surrounding themselves with people who do know things. And they've become really good at delegating and all those things that entrepreneurs, business people, leaders do. Because guess what? Not Any one human can know absolutely everything and be perfect at everything and have a perfect day every day. So in some way, we're all imposters. We're all frauds. 
but that's okay. I've learned over my years of work, my past career, and now leaving the nine to five and working for myself, I've learned a lot that you have to have confidence in yourself as a person, as a human being, as a colleague, as a boss, whatever it might be. And also confidence in your ability to learn and adapt because that's really what it's all about. It's about pivoting and adapting to situations that might happen or befall you. And it's how you adapt to those and it's how you deal with those that makes you the person you are and that makes your resilience desirable to other people. So it doesn't mean always knowing what the answer is or always getting it right every time. In fact, getting it wrong sometimes makes you a stronger person and it gives you a lesson that you've learnt. And I think those are often the most successful business people, the ones that have made mistakes along the way. So if you're out there and you're trying to start a career or you're trying to make money out of something you love and you're worried that you don't have the expertise behind you, sit and think, I bet you do. I bet you know something or you have a skill in something that lots of other people don't and that they'd be willing to listen to you for, pay you for. That's what a business is. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to be the best of the best right now. You can keep striving and keep learning to be the best. The important thing is that you believe in yourself and that you have got something to offer other people. I know so many bloggers um, and influencers or people who want to be bloggers and influencers that doubt their credibility. And a lot of this comes down to comparison, like I talked about earlier. A lot of this is because they're seeing other people do it. They're seeing other people with 100,000 followers and they've only got 3,000. And they just think, well, no brand's ever going to want to work with me. Nobody's ever going to believe that I know what I'm doing. Nobody's ever going to like my post, whatever it might be. And that's really, really sad because just because somebody has less followers or they've been doing it for a shorter amount of time doesn't mean that they don't have something really important or interesting or beautiful to say. And it really frustrates me when people are scared of selling themselves or approaching brands or collaboration opportunities that they'd like because they feel like an imposter. And I think it stops so many people, particularly women. I think we're really bad at this. We're bad at just going for it or maybe even bullshitting a little bit. We, we worry too much and we overthink and we think we have to be perfect at absolutely everything. And guess what? We don't. I think the main thing is that we learn, that we keep developing and that we keep focusing on our end goals to get to where we want to be. I started earning money out of blogging. Yes, partly because I was being approached and that I had some longevity and, you know, background in blogging, but also because I was pitching myself. I became more confident in the product of my content creation in my photography in my writing and I used to come up with ideas and I'd pitch them I'd pitch them to brands and I'd ask for money in return or something of value to me in return and at first of course that whole exchange was uncomfortable and I was worried that people would just laugh in my face but guess what they didn't And yes, I got knockbacks. I think everybody gets knockbacks in every aspect of their life. Every job interview we go for, we're not going to get every single one. We get lots of constructive criticism. 
The majority of people are really nice. Most people aren't dickheads. Most people don't laugh in your face and tell you to get out. In fact, most people are nice and they're full of encouragement and really positive things. So when I started approaching brands for collaborations, yes, I'd get some no's. Yes, I'd get some thank yous, but not right now. But guess what? I also got some yeses and I also got some people who were so excited and thankful that I'd approached them that that's really what kick-started me earning money out of what was initially a hobby. So have you ever felt like an imposter and have you let this feeling stop you from doing something that you really want to give a go? I think you need to know that so many of us have had this feeling too. So many of the people that you will look at who are successful, who are smashing it, who are just nailing their career, they will have felt like this too and they probably still do at times. So you really need to remember that. But what I wanted to do was just give you three tips that I use and refer to when I'm having one of those days where I start to doubt myself or feel like a bit of an imposter. So number one, believe in yourself. This is where it all starts. It's from you. You have to believe in yourself, your abilities, your knowledge, your skill. And know that if somebody's asking you for something or they're asking for your opinion or they're asking you to help them or maybe even they want to pay you for something that you do, then they see value. They see value in your knowledge. You are doing something or providing something that they can't do. So be sure about that. Be confident about that. Number two, stop comparing yourself. I heard someone talk about today, I think it was on Claire Gamble's um, podcast, who's really fantastic. So have a look at that. Somebody said, stop comparing your beginning to somebody else's middle. And I think this is so relevant. I think we all do it. I still do it. When you're starting out, you're often looking at those who are halfway through their journeys or are nearing, you know, the peak of their business journeys. And we're comparing ourselves to them. Why? We're not in the same situation. They would have been starting out at some point. They would have been worrying about all the things we're worrying about at some point. So stop comparing your beginning to somebody else's middle. And really, there's such a sense of relief that comes when you kind of realize that. And that's why kind of surrounding yourself with people who are in a similar stage to you, stage of their journey or their business. And, you know, I think that really, really helps because they can relate and you've not got that direct comparison thing. I think instead you can see that you're sharing some of the same struggles and you can help each other through. So if you've not found your tribe, find your tribe because that's super important. And then tip number three Take 10, 15 minutes, maybe with a glass of wine, to go and sit and write down all the things that you have experience in or knowledge in. Everything that you've done, your past careers, any work experiences, any moments where you've helped someone, any skills that you've learnt, any education, whatever it might be, all the things that you know that you can do, that you can make, that you can produce, write them down in a little list or a little spider diagram or something. Spend 10 minutes, just blitz it all down on a piece of paper. I bet when you take a look at that list, it's a lot longer than you thought. I bet there are so many things 
that you don't realize that you're good at and that you can do and actually not everybody can do those things so guess what you're not an imposter so there's my little two penneth worth on the imposter syndrome and like I said and I keep saying you're not the only one who's felt like this believe me we all have these feelings at times male female starting out super successful we've all felt like imposters and it's something we're doing to ourselves guys so we need to have confidence in ourselves and support each other and talk about feelings like this because I think it really helps um it helps us know that we're not alone when we feel like this So I'd really love to hear your thoughts on imposter syndrome or your experiences perhaps. So if you have anything you'd like to say, then please do get in touch. You can find all my contact details at hollygoeslightly.co.uk. You can DM me on social and use the hashtag canwehaveitallpod to post your thoughts and comments and to kind of interact with all of us listening out there. So just a short one from me today. I'm super excited that I have a guest on the next podcast episode and she's super amazing. She's got a really fantastic story. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to her. So make sure you tune into episode five. And if you're enjoying my podcast, then please, please, please leave me a five star rating and a little review because it will help other women like yourselves find the podcast and hopefully be inspired too. Thanks, guys, and have a great week.